0: and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition, where we aim to maximize your understanding and minimize your need for memorization. Each episode will recap content, skills, and test-taking tips to help you succeed in May. I'm your host, Melanie Kingett, and your recap starts now. Hi and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. Our first few episodes will review some introductory chemistry content that is essential knowledge for the AP course. Today's episode will recap atomic structure and the history of atomic theory. An old chemistry joke goes like this, never trust an atom, they make up everything. (laughs) But let's get serious. If atoms make up everything, then what is an atom? And what is an atom made of? You are not the first to ask this question. We actually have to go way back in time to start looking for an answer. Therefore, this episode will recap the history of atomic theory and atomic structure, as you will need it in your chemistry class. Let's zoom in. We'll start our journey about 450 BC. History-wise, we are in classical Greece, and that is where we find Democritus who first established the idea of atoms. In his thought process, he hypothesized that when you keep splitting material, you will eventually get to a point where you can no longer do so. Your particles are indivisible, or in Greek, atomos. Not very creative when it came to naming, but let's think of making that paper airplane again. Your frustration about it not flying very far doesn't stop at ripping it once, not twice but you keep going until you can no longer divide it. It is indivisible, at least for you. Democritus was a philosopher who influenced Western culture in many ways, but his idea had one huge flaw. He didn't have any scientific proof. It was, however, a really good hypothesis because it took more than 2,000 years until scientists actually gathered evidence. Fast forward in time, and let's travel to England to meet John Dalton, a chemist, physicist, and meteorologist. Using improved balances and working with gases and establishing atomic weights, Dalton was able to provide some scientific proof for Democritus's hypothesis. All matter is composed of extremely small particles, atoms which cannot be subdivided, created, or destroyed. Dalton's work goes way beyond atomic theory, and we will actually meet him again in another episode when we talk about Dalton's law of partial pressure. We are now entering a few very exciting decades of discovery with scientists that actually knew each other. First, meet J.J. Thompson, a real wonderkind who was admitted to the University of Manchester at the age of 14. 14! Can you imagine? Just think about what you did when you were 14 and let's compare it to JJ. (coughs) Or better not. Thompson set out to investigate electricity and performed a cathode ray tube experiment. The cathode ray was deflected by a negatively charged object. He therefore concluded that the ray itself has to be made up of negatively charged particles, electrons, because their size was smaller than atoms and the knowledge that atoms itself do not repel each other, he proposed his plum pudding model. And for those who didn't live in medieval times, Plum pudding is a Christmas dish of boiled pudding with dried fruit. Yum! Let's use something a bit more contemporary. A chocolate chip cookie. The chocolate chips are the negatively charged electrons embedded in a dough canceling this negative charge. Next, meet Ernest Rutherford. His studies focused on radioactivity, working closely with Hans Geiger and Ernest Marsden. You might have heard of the Geiger counter, measuring ionizing radiation, and named in Hans's honor. These three set up the famous gold foil experiment in which they bombarded gold foil with positively charged alpha particles. If Thomson's model was correct, the particles should move more or less undisturbed through the gold foil. But things didn't go as planned. When do they ever? Especially in science. A small portion of particles was deflected in wide angles, some even thrown back to the source. To explain these results, Rutherford proposed that a very small part of the atom has to be made up by densely packed positive particles. Welcome to the stage protons and the atomic nucleus. Rutherford further hypothesized that the nucleus has to contain some type of glue so the like charged particles don't repel each other. This was proven by his associate James Chadwick 12 years later. Is there more? Yes. We now know that Democritus and Dalton's atomic theory has to be modified. Atoms are actually divisible. We have positively charged protons, as well as neutrons in the nucleus, and negatively charged electrons surrounding them. But where are those electrons? That is a much harder question to answer than you can imagine right now. But let's introduce Niels Bohr, a Danish physicist and student of Ernest Rutherfords. To understand his atomic model, think about an onion, but there's really no reason to cry. Bohr's atomic model shows the atomic nucleus with protons and neutrons in the center of the atom. The electrons travel around the dense nucleus in defined circular orbits, like our onion rings. And that is where most physics and chemist students wish history had taken another 2,000-year break. But it didn't. Bohr's work laid the foundation for quantum mechanics, a field that made a cat very famous, even more than Grumpy Cat. But in this recap, we're not going to go there for now. To recap, atomic theory was developed over the course of more than 2,000 years. Democritus, a Greek philosopher, hypothesized almost 500 years BC that everything is made of indivisible particles, atoms. In the 19th and 20th century, this idea was challenged by scientific experiments showing that atoms are made up of positively charged protons, as well as neutrons in the nucleus, and negatively charged electrons surrounding them, traveling in fixed orbits. Coming up next on the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition, The Periodic Table. Today's question of the day is about atomic structure. Why was it significantly harder to prove the existence of neutrons? For the answer to the question of the day, please follow us on Instagram at The Absolute Recap. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E Recap. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. For updates on episode schedules, study guides, and to contact us with questions and suggestions, please visit our website, theabsoluterecap.com. The Absolute Recap is produced by Brad Kingett with music by Zach Caruso. Today's episode was written by Sarah Rader. Time's up, Bunsen Burners off. Thank you for listening to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. AP is a registered trademark of the College Board. Copyright 2020, Absolute Recap LLC. All rights reserved.